Hello, everyone, and welcome to Rules of the Game, a podcast for Independent Education's Great Conversations Project, where your host, Butch Porter, that's me, has in-depth conversations with good people about great ideas. If you're listening to this on the Great Conversations page or on our Patreon, we're excited to have you. Please consider becoming a subscriber on either of those pages to get access to special content. Also, for your convenience, please add us to your podcast feed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or basically anywhere you listen to podcasts. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Rules of the Game podcast, and I'm your illustrious host, Coach Porter. And with me is the almost as illustrious, I mean, I'd say equally illustrious, uh, Chad Hamill with Coder School in Ashburn, Virginia. Uh, this is a special uh, edition of our podcast. Number one, we're, we're Zooming, but number two, uh, it's an education-focused uh, podcast. Uh, my job, as many of you know, is to, um, is to help uh, families with kids at home in, uh, in the education world, K-12, with their education. So we have a micro school in Ashburn. We have other programs we're doing. Uh, but over the last year, I met this fella, uh, Chad. I said fella. I don't say that a lot. Um, I was just saying the other day how seldom I say the word fella. Uh, apparently, that's where I come from. People are supposed to say that. I grew up in Louisiana. But Chad Hamill is is with us today with Coder School in Ashburn. Where are you from, Chad? Where'd you grow up? Are you a native? I am from uh, the, the great state of Oklahoma, and uh, we That's also right, say Oklahoma. fella, and we also like the word, we like the word swell. How are you doing? I'm doing swell. Swell? I'm doing swell. I'm absolutely doing swell. I mean, there's no doubt about that. <laughs> I would never say that unless yeah, I grew somebody up in, uh, asked me. Oklahoma. That's right. <laughs> so tell me, give me the... Give me the skinny. Uh, you and I have talked a lot about, you know, kind of why we take so much time out of our, our, uh, our, our lives to uh, help in educating children. T- tell, me, tell me a little bit about how Coder School came about. Um, we, it came about in several ways. Primarily, it was a pay it forward type stage of my life and my wife, my wife, uh, Ellen runs it with me. Um, we're both, uh, in, in medicine. Um, mine is primarily veterinary medicine and Ellen is, is uh, human medicine. So, um, we sort of, uh, had a, an experience six years ago with our son, um, who was diagnosed prenatally with, uh, with a intrahemispheric cyst, um, along with uh, some uh, cortical dysplasia um, and uh, some diminished uh, image from an image perspective is corpus callosum. Um, so we that sort of uh, we were that sort of changed our life tremendously. And so during that kind of scary time where you're sort of um, dealing with the issues related to your son prenatally and there's a lot of unknowns, we had a lot of support. Um, from the medical community, but also from just parents that we never met. So reading blogs, reading folks who had been in our shoes before. And so that was a, a long sort of pathway uh, and we navigated that. Um, and during that process, we 
realized um, that we really, once we survived this and we got back on our feet and kind of dealt with all that, that we really wanted to do something more uh, from a community based. I'll take one step back in the sense of we were both clinicians at a time. I was a small animal emergency vet. So sort of that was sort of a role where you had that tangible impact on a day-to-day -day basis. And Ellen too was a surgical nurse. Um, and so we sort of were clinicians for a while, which means you had that impact. We both went in sort of, uh, I went to the FDA and Ellen went into um, more of a policy-based, uh, got our MPH and we moved on to more of a, uh, you know, public, uh, more um, population medicine, which means you still do have impact, but you don't have that sort of um, connect with the, your community and connect with the patient. And so we really wanted to try to um, give back that way as well. So, so those sort of were the, sort of the driving factors. So, you know, life goes on, <laughs> you, you're, yeah. you know, uh, our son was born uh, much healthier than they expected. Uh, he had a surgery at three months for hydrocephalus. We had um, found a doctor in uh, Boston Children's who um, basically designed a procedure that didn't require any um, shunt or anything like that for hydrocephalus. He developed that doing mission work in Uganda, and we were able to find him, locate him, uh, and he was able to do that same procedure for, for Cooper. Sure. So, so from there on out, Cooper's been great and healthy. So from the, from a physical standpoint, from a physiology standpoint. Socially, he was a little bit behind. That was to be expected. Um, and coding was something that really helped me as a kid. Um, uh, How's that? And uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, hmm? How, how why, why is that? Yeah, yeah. It was yeah, it was it was a logical, I enjoyed the logic. I enjoyed, my brother and I would, um, Spend, uh, we had an old Texas instrument and we would spend hours, uh, you know, drinking Mountain Dew and uh, coding to the late hours to, to just to, to get a really just a very, very basic response. And that was the language that we learned. Obviously, that's an old language now basic, but it was something that we really, really enjoyed together it was something that my brother was a little bit um, socially awkward. So that was something that we could do together. Um, which was great. So I enjoyed that and I coded for quite a bit um, until, until high school. And then I got, uh, you know, distracted with sports and things like that. But um, it was always something I really enjoyed. Um, and Ellen uh, too understood the basis of coding and the, and the logical thought process that goes along with that. Um, you know, we, we joke in medicine, or at least my joke in medicine is that you can't, uh, you can't call ca cancer acne and and, and treat it effectively. Uh, the great thing about right. logic and about medicine is, is that it's, 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 it's concrete in that sense where uh, it, you, you have to deal with the issues at hand and the same with uh, computer coding, which means, you know, you have to get the code right to get it to run the way you want it to run. Um, you know, there's no, you know, talking your way around it. It's, it's just a tangible thing. I mean, in this world, we just felt like that's a really great thing for kids to have. So, um, and so, and it's something that we, we've enjoyed in our life and it gives us some balance and some perspective as well. So that, that, that was sort of a, it was a long story, but that, that was the drive, you know, it came from two sure. places. One, we believe in the importance of coding and logic, logical thinking and critical thinking uh, and what worked for me as a kid and also uh, for our son in kind of a personal pay it forward type situation. And coding is really, he's really benefited from that. He loves it. I think uh, my son's name is Cooper. He does, he does about two hours of coding a day. He just on his own and he just really enjoys it. And it's something that 
calms him. He, he likes it. He's creative. Um, and, you know, he has to, he has to go through a process that, um, you know, that he, that he can't just, you know, manipulate or anything like that. He's got to do what it takes to, to build what he wants to build. So, so you know, while you're talking, I'm trying to think. That's the overview of, of all of Yeah. I'm trying to think of the, uh, you know, what's different about where I spend a lot of my time. A lot of where I spend my time is things that have no answer. Right. I mean, I, I spend my time talking about, you know, the great ideas and, and, and helping kids learn how to deliberate and, and, and learn from each other and try to seek truth in the world. Right. And so seeking truth is, is not always the same as logic, right? It's, 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 um, sometimes we don't know the answers. If we knew all these answers, then we, um, <clears throat> we, we wouldn't have to talk about it anymore. We could just punch up a computer program and it would solve all our problems for us. Right. And not the way that works, but, but the, but what's funny is that, and, and you tell me if I'm wrong here, because from my point of view, that sort of deliberative process of seeking truth and, and, you know, dialectic, if you will, has not really been taught very well in public schools. But my impression is that logic and reasoning and, and that sort of garbage in, garbage out processing also hasn't been taught very well in schools so do you where do you think where do you think the educational and and you know disclaimer disclaimer i don't blame anybody uh you know we 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 both know plenty of teachers that are working really hard and trying their best and uh administrators that are doing the same but obviously there's there's some things that are missing so what do you what do you think where do you think it kind of breaks down in the in the modern school system uh that makes it makes it necessary for folks like you and me to intervene? Well, I, I think um, computer science is still not broadly, um, from my perspective, computers is not broadly taught or broadly, you know, really? thought about, you know, there's still a relatively low, relatively low amount of people who code, um, who okay. understand the, the uh, logistics and why, you know, it, it's more, you know, what we would call front end versus back end. So people know how to use technology and they know how to use their apps. They, they're, they utilize it, but you know, it's kind of like driving your car, but then not understanding sort of, you know, how to fix your engine, change your oil, those kind of things right. as well. And that's kind of what, you know, kind of what, what that we're trying to teach as well is that um, there's a lot of reasons from an application standpoint, um, from a, a future vocational standpoint, um, but you know, one of the philosophies of the coder school that makes this different and why I, 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 you know, chose the coder school was the why. So it, we teach the why. Um, and that I think okay. that's important, you know, because there's so we live in the data world where you're kind of everywhere you go, you're, you're just getting much more and more data and you're just collecting data. And so you're basically just, you know, staying on that surface level because you don't have time <laughs> or or energy or whatever to process all that data so what we try to do is give them give kids a personalized you know one or two hours two to one one to one with somebody who who can teach logic in a way that is is interactive um you know and also um, sort of really get to the why so uh, coding is sort of a language so if you learn a language it's kind of like sure. okay i can do abc i can write something but 
you also need to understand why you're writing it, <laughs> or hopefully so. Um, right. You know, a stream of consciousness is great, but in the technical writing kind of thing, you really kind of want to understand why and how it works. And so I think the earlier you do that, the better it is. So it, it's okay to, 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 you know, use animal reference. You see a giraffe, you understand a giraffe, you see that it walks, you can process that as a giraffe, but you may not understand why and how it's doing any of those things. And so I think that, that's kind of where the basis is, whether you're, whatever you're teaching, to really get an in-depth understanding. Because then, you know, from, from medicine or, or coding, you know, coding, there's so many languages being developed all the time that you really need to understand the basics so that you can apply it. Um, it's kind of like when vet school, they teach you, you got to know normal before you can understand abnormal. That's so right. You really That's need a, right. a great foundation uh, of, uh, yeah, yeah. so you need a great foundation of, of education. So what we're trying to do with these younger kids, especially, uh, is try to get them to focus on the foundational learning, the, the why. Because I think once you understand the why, then it's whatever language or whatever applications you want to do uh, in the future, you, you're, you're more capable of doing that. And being creative and, and, and actually uh, not just being, you know, actually taking, taking um, computer science and doing something with it unique uh, because you understand in depth how it works. So th those are kind of the philosophies that we work. So I, I'm not necessarily critical. I, I think it's just a, it's, it's, there's a lot, it's a lot different. It's the same and it's a lot different. I mean, there's just, you know, you have, you know, everywhere we go now, you know, I, like one of the things that we, one of our um, Instagram posts basically says that your iPhone has more uh, memory and, and more capacity than, than what oh, it took to get it. to the moon, yeah. you know. So, so it, it's kind of, yeah. So I, I think any way we can supplement education, think, any way we can find ways to get, to reach, yep, yep, go ahead. I think, I think to your point that all that, <clears throat> all that processing power in our pockets doesn't really teach us anything though, right? It doesn't, mm -hmm. it doesn't tell us, um, it doesn't tell us what's right or wrong. It doesn't uh, help us. Yeah, I mean, you've heard my four-step process to destroy human civilization, right? Have you, have you heard me? I don't think I've shared. I think I've heard it. <laughs> I don't think I've shared my podcast listeners as a four-step process to destroy human civilization. So I think, I think now is a good time to, to to go through that. Uh, so first is you you raise an entire generation of people who do not know how to think clearly for themselves. <clears throat> Step one. Step two, you give them all the information on the planet at the tip of their fingers. Um, step two. Step three is raise another generation of, of kids who don't know how to, in, how to interact and relate positively with a variety of people. And step four, you give them the ability to communicate with the whole planet in 140 characters or less at the tip of their fingers. Mm -hmm. So check, 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 <laughs> check. Now, notwithstanding the really smart people who had to, you know, who had to come up with, you know, the code and all that to make all that work. Um, do you think there's, what is the, what is the downside to that sort of hyper-connected? I mean, we all know some of the more obvious ones, but as a co from a coding point of view, when someone who, whose son, you know, proudly codes two hours a day, my son proudly mm -hmm. plays Minecraft, uh, way more than that every day. So 
and some of that can be coding, right? If you're doing, you know, it's called redstone or whatever on, on Minecraft. I mean, that's a real thing. But what it, what is the downside with with kind of the, the this increase of technology from your point of view? Well, I, I think for one, it's it's speed. Um, you know, for example, I think we have a lot of kids in our school with autism and ADHD and uh, computers are a great tool to, to reach them, to get their attention because they move so fast. Um, but then that not, that's not necessarily a great thing. It depends on what they're, they're getting exposed to during that time that's got their attention. So if it's, it's something educational, gets them to think or ask them to why, I think that's an important tool and, and where data and, and how fast a computer can move and deliver information is great. Um, but but it, it really depends on the content as well. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but why is faster worse for non-HD, ADHD kids or, or on, on the, on the, well, on I, I the general, why is it, why is speed a bad thing? Well, I think it's it's not necessarily I w you know quantify it from a bad thing. I think it just doesn't allow you to really uh, to 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 think very long. Um, it requires fast decisions. So so I think that that unfortunately that's kind of the way algorithms are designed as well. Depending if it's through commerce or through communication, they want it to be fast. They want to change the narrative because it doesn't give you a lot of time to ponder and to think. Um, and so I I think I spoke earlier about. Um, you know, I was always told as a kid growing up on a farm and growing up kind of in a slower pace that you, you know, you, you know, think before you act. Um, right. And unfortunately, if you're being, if something's moving at you very fast, uh, whether you're processing data, whether you're getting impacted by, you know, a million, all this information at one time or being asked to, to respond very quickly because you have to, because things move so fast. I think that you lead to the, to the erosion of the, the, the classical thought process or, uh, you know, logical thinking, critical thinking, because it's hard to critical think quickly. I was trained to do it in emergency <laughs> situations, but still, still, it, it's something that you, you know, you know, it takes time to really think things out and, and to really think and to get proper perspective. I think if you don't have time to think, if you don't have time to process, then you lead to some superficial um some superficial thought and possibly a reaction uh, that you may not like for yourself or uh, may not, um, you know, defines you. Uh, and, and I think that well, how is that's it, a scary thing that we could talk about in detail as well. Yeah, right. yeah, no doubt. Well, how is it that, how is it that you guys solve that problem? Well, the Coder School, one of the reasons why we chose it, again, is that we, we believe in low ratios. So our, our classes are, at, a, at the most, a class is six to one. But our primary bread and butter is two to one, um, which right. means, you know, two kids, one, one instructor for an hour. And, and not script-based. And what I mean by script-based is a lot of coding, a lot of, um, a lot of everything is based on a templated type of uh, structure. So whereas you just basically follow along, it's kind of like, um, you know, the old ad lib or even just uh, paint the dots kind of, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Whereas what we do is we basically, you know, ask, ask the kid what they, what, you know, what, what they care about, what they're interested in. And then, then we, we build what we build and teach based on their interest. But we are during that process while they're building something, they're being asked why, you know, why would you choose this action? Why would you choose this particular command 
why are you what you know what are you trying to accomplish here you know if you're de- building a game you're dealing with physics as well you're dealing with with ways to design things and so you need to think through those problems and so what our instructors are doing is we're teaching the language so we're teaching let's just say use a broad term like we're teaching the english language or, or the spanish language but we're we're teaching it uh we're teaching it a philosophy and a way to utilize that language to get to get what you want and create what you want and understand why you're doing it. Um, so, so, so that's sort of what we focus on and that's kind of the design, the founders of the coder school, basically the premises is that they had kids in sort of the automated uh, computer-based script-based coding. And when they, they're both computer programmers and then they would come back and ask, what are you learning? Why, why are you doing this? Their, their kids had no idea why, why they were doing it. They were just doing it because the can script told me, them to do it. Um, and I think that, that's, that that seems to be an issue. Yeah, can you give me some sort of example, like how that, like if you can come up with one, like like wrong way. Sure, right so way. it's just like if you're, sure. So a script is basically, so you have a pre-programmed um, design yeah. that will give you a name. And so you basically would be like, plagiarism you know that's big in coding that's great you use different commands that get you where you need to go so basically okay. it's like reading a robert frost poem and then and then not thinking about it just copying it on a piece of paper sure you, and you've created a okay, great so poem that you've copied so you're talking about yeah, you're talking right. about an, an an artist's approach to coding right in other words taking the time to feel it and appreciate it and understand it and making it yours and and really being, sure. being involved in it personally, you know. So sure. keep going. Though. I, I would take like I IKEA for a sample, not to, <laughs> not, to not to dismiss no. IKEA or any anything that you one. anything that you get anything that you get for that you you have instructions pre pre instructions and you follow the instructions and you build whatever you bought that that's. That's sort of the basis of a lot of coding programs and a lot of education programs is that you're just following this this curriculum, curriculum. This strict curriculum yeah. where you're basically just going from this is like checking the Lego boxes movie. and you're building a degree or a certificate. Yep. It's like the Lego movie, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, you have the the people where are the instructions? And you have the master builders who just, mm-hmm. you know, they can sort of sure. but that takes time, right? It takes it takes time and it takes people. Right, and that kind of the point, the whole two to one thing is that it takes a human being to sort of walk someone through uh, the whys and the wherefores. Um, but keep sure. going. Yep, because there's a lot of coding platforms available. So if you want to do that, we just we prefer that that's free. If you're going to pay for something, you want you want to pay for the expertise. Sure. You want to pay for that that uh, instruction, and you want you know to see those results, and so. So, and, and, and then, you know, we have a, what we call a learning tree. It's on our website. I don't have it with me right now, but basically it shows that we, you know, our, our philosophy is we build that foundation of the tree, sort of the logical thinking, critical thinking. And then once you really have a really great foundation, then as you move up the tree, you can pick different types of languages or applications that, you know, whether you want data analysis or you want to do creative art, or if you want to build video games, you just kind of go up that tree, but it all starts with a solid foundation what we would probably say from the, the liberal arts, a, a classical, a classical education, a nice foundation, or, you know, in medicine, you understand anatomy and physiology before you get into diseases and treatment and, 
and those kind of things as well. So the foundational learning is what we really focus on, if that makes sense. Yeah, I got you. So what is it if, if parents are just concerned that, you know, they're already going to do like four hours of Zoom calls and don't get me wrong, I'm a fan of Zoom calls. Like we're on one right now, but so families are like, you know, they're already going to do four hours of of Zoom every day for their regular regular school. So why would I put them in a coding class? Uh, and hey, you can you can come on, man. You have to introduce yourself if you come on. That's the those are the rules. Uh, this is uh, this is Pierce. This is this is our our. Two going on three year old. So this hey, is Pierce. Pierce Campbell. What are, you, uh, what are you doing? Yes. You're not gonna talk to me? I have tools. He's got his tools. You have tools. He's, yeah, he talked to you. Now, he said tool. Yeah, from what I've heard, you're you're out fixing the <laughs> tractor occasionally, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you fix tractor? Yeah. Hey, it is not unheard of. Yeah, he's for my, big on that. He's big about. Yeah, it is not unheard of for my four-year-old to join the <laughs> join the podcast. We don't even bother editing that stuff out, man. Hey, so, but, so you were talking about how? Oh no, I was asking if you, um, if parents are concerned about screen time, right? Which is a thing, right? And screen time is a thing. So, mm -hmm. what are some of the yeah. things you guys are doing? I know you formed some partnerships and. And you're doing some things to uh, to, to kind of round yeah. out the the screen time. So what are you guys doing to, to make sure that it's just not yeah you know in front of a computer all the time? Well, I think that that's the I mean not not to be critical, but I think when you have 22 people, what we've learned with the Zoom and virtual environment is that anything greater than really two people is very difficult um, from an educational standpoint. So anything that we do online is two to one or one to one. Um, so that's going to be a much different experience than having, you know, 22 uh, first graders yeah. on a zoom call together, hanging out sure. for two hours. So, so that interaction, like I can't even get that. Yeah. I, I still can't even imagine how that will ever work, but whatever, you know, knock, knock yourselves out, but go so ahead. We'll be getting that personal attention. Yep. Yeah, so they'll be getting that personal attention, which is what we've we've seen a reasonable amount of growth during this time because I think kids crave that sort of personal attention. Um, they get the one-on-one, -on -one, the two-to-one instruction, and then coding is you get a sudden response. It's a nice kind of A/B testing in the sense of they they get instant feedback of what they're doing, and it's fun. I mean, you design a game, you're really you're using your creativity, you're using you know both sides of your brain and you're really building something and you're getting responses and positive feedback. So, so from that perspective, um, I think we're different and I think a breath of fresh air from, from the current environment as it's going. Um, so, so that is, is one. Uh, the other is, is that we are, as you said, we are, my wife and I were both athletes in college as well. So we, we both try to find that sort of, um, mind body kind of component. So we do want our kids to be active and to be functioning. So we partnered with Loud Volleyball, Loud Soccer, uh, Ion, uh, Evergreen Sports Complex, you know, Little League Baseball. We, that's one thing we do is try to support youth sports in our community. We do do a lot of pay it forward. So those are things that we're, you know, uh, mar you know, martial arts, those are the things that we're trying to do. So basically you, 
you you buy a physical activity, you join a physical activity, and you and uh, you get the coder score as a bonus activity. Something that they can do at night instead of playing video games, or or just watching you know YouTube or whatever. They can actually be using their brain to build things, to interact, and to learn. And it's fun. We try to make it fun. I think you know learning doesn't have to be drudgery. Uh, you know, sure. So uh, we so that, that that's that yeah. So that's the that's the high level. Yeah, I got you. Well, uh, what else do I need to know, man? You, um, I know that you've you've mentioned that you've um, you kept your costs really reasonable, um, not because you have like you know Martian competitors or whatever that you know come in and try to uh, underprice you or anything like that, but because you know you want to yeah. keep it rational. Yeah. Um, so. Talk a bit about how, um, you know, from a from a solution standpoint, where everybody has access, right? Talk talk, talk a little bit about about that. Yeah, so we we because it's paid forward because we do think we believe in what we're doing and why it's important. We try to provide access points to wherever we can, and we try to because we're personalized, because we're individualized, we try to uh, meet the needs of a particular program, particular families. Um, we just do what the kid needs. And I think that's important uh, as well as like, one of our philosophies is not every kid's different, not every family is different. So from the nuts and bolts of pretty much everything that we do, it's sort of based on the, the family and the child. And I think that's Wait, uh, you important. Mean, hang on not a second. I, every, everybody can do that. I thought, I thought there was like a standard model kid, right? And you, and so that most kids, <laughs> yeah. you could just give them a standardized education and they would be fine. And it's only like special dumb kids or smart kids <laughs> that you have to do something special for. <laughs> no, actually that's our, that's yeah. our tagline is that we so, haven't met a, we, we haven't met a standard model kid yet. So um, uh, we, we don't do standardized, uh, learning. Well, that's really good, man. I appreciate, uh, I yeah. appreciate all that. And I, I hope we can talk again. Uh, I'm going to be talking to, uh, you know, martial arts, uh, school fairly soon. And, and, uh, we're going to talk to, uh, some music instructors. And so you're kind of kicking off like a series and uh, and uh, I'm okay. looking forward to, to finding as many people in Loudoun County and the environs that are helping solve the challenge of, um, of K-12 education during pandemic, um, which we find ourselves in. Um, so look, um, thanks again. And just tell us a little bit how to, how to find you, Coder School Ashburn. Is there a website or how's that work? Oh uh, yeah, you can just go to the code. Actually, it's just easy to go to the code school dot, uh, dot, dot com. You can go to that website and you can find and us by on location. the location. You can go to Ashburn at the code school dot com. Yep. Or you can Excellent. go Ashburn at the code school dot com and we'll pop up. You can just Google yeah, us we and we're do, right there. So whatever is easy. Uh, yeah, we may do something crazy and put a link in the podcast episode or something weird like that, you know, with a picture. It's possible. I'm just saying yeah. that it's the technology is there yeah. where where we're able we're able. I mean, I've got enough computing power right here, you know, more than Apollo 11. So I think we can I think we can pull it off. 
dude chad thanks a bunch i really enjoyed it we will uh, yeah. we'll talk again man i think we need to catch up in a few months and and uh and talk again about what you know what's going on and what's the newer trends and things like that is that cool with you Thank you, Butch. Thank, thank you, Butch, for having us, uh, for having me. Um, and we really appreciate what what you guys do in the community as well. I think it's not it was it's, that sort of forged our relationship as well. So uh, we really appreciate everything that that you guys do as well. So thanks for having me, and uh, have a great thanks, great day. And All right. Well, if you're listening, uh, then uh, you know go have a conversation, but play by the rules. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to Rules of the Game. Please give us a five-star review and share with all your friends who are interested in thoughtful and entertaining discussions. Be sure also to visit our Patreon at patreon.com slash rules of the game and on Facebook at facebook.com slash ROTG podcast. If you're interested in joining the conversation as a contributor or lively discussions with other thoughtful citizens, then go to greatconversations.us. Also, last but certainly not least, check out our sponsor and benefactor, Independent Education at indead.us, where they mastered the art of the micro school before it was cool. <laughs>